Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to The Narrators. Today's story comes from actor Rob Kirkovich, who is best known for his role as Sebastian Lund on NCIS New Orleans. The theme of the show was unreliable. Um, everyone's stories have been so poignant and honest and raw, and it really makes this one even more stupid. <laughs> um, guys, uh, let's talk unreliable. Uh, the one thing that's been the most unreliable for me in my life is my digestive tract. <laughs> Don't have a good relationship. Um, now, I'm of the opinion that most people on Earth, at some point in their lives, um, are just they're going to shit themselves. Um, it's going to happen, okay? There's death, taxes, COVID now, you know, you're going to get it. It's going to happen. You're going to shit yourself. Now, maybe you're one of the, it's already happened to you, in which case, welcome. Um, maybe you're one of the lucky ones, you know? Maybe you had the whole, like, I thought it was a toot, but it turned out to be boop, and then... <laughs> yeah, so adorable. This will be a great story to tell. That's not what happened to me. I shit myself on a train on the way to a threesome. Not ideal. Uh, uh, I, let's back up for a second. Let's put the threesome. Let's put that in quotes. Okay. Here's the situation. Uh, I was 25. Okay. I was living in L.A. I was visiting Massachusetts, where I grew up. Uh, and I was visiting my parents, seeing friends and all this stuff. One of these friends was a girl who I... Mm-hmm, you know where this is going? Uh, was a girl uh, who I'd known since uh, high school, and nothing happened. And, of course, I was pining for her. And, and then eventually, years later, something happened in one night, and it was just wonderful. Okay? This happened. And this is all setting up context, by the way. Go with it. <laughs> this same night, earlier in the evening, I'm hanging out with this girl. Obviously, we're drunk. And uh, her roommate is there, also a fairly attractive uh, woman. And the, the roommate drunkenly goes, you know, next time you come by, maybe we should have a threesome. <laughs> That's it. That's all it was. That's... The word left her mouth, and I'm sure for her, the word threesome just dissipated into dust, just, just gone. I bet you five minutes later, they had no recollection they even said that. However, for my then 24-year-old ass, uh, the word threesome burrowed its way into my brain, a brain which only had uh, recently uh, had sex, uh, and, and just the word threesome gets in there, it suddenly turns on a disco ball, pulls out a giant calendar, gets a novelty fucking like double dare marker, and writes like, next time threesome! <laughs> And I'm like, got it, right? So now cut to this, this next year, whatever it's been, and I'm back in Massachusetts. I'm going to go see them. They live in Boston. 
Uh, my parents live uh, on the North Shore of Massachusetts in a marsh. Uh, and so I'm going to take a train, commuter rail, from the marsh to Boston to see these two uh, attractive women. Now, <laughs> the train takes about 50 minutes, 5-0, okay? My mother, ahead of time, is like, let's go have lunch before I take you to your threesome. <laughs> she didn't, I didn't bring up the threesome thing. That would have killed the, the lunch mood with my mom. <laughs> I kept that secret. Uh, so we go and we get Philly cheesesteaks. I did not know at the time, and I didn't know for way too long, that um, I have like an IBS reaction to onions. Only recently discovered, it's changed my life, gonna be better. Back then, didn't know that. How's this fucking Philly steak? It's gone, right? Onions and all. Then goodbye, Ma, see you after the threesome. Get in the uh, commuter rail train. Uh, and this is the only blessing out of this entire story, is that this train car that I'm on is empty. Okay? I don't know what fucking God was looking down upon me. I just, like an idiot, I walked past, like I went too far down the platform, didn't realize, got on this train. No one even came to get my ticket. Okay? I'm sitting on this train, reading comic books, because there's nothing sexier than a man (laughs) rolling up with a backpack full of comic books. (laughs) Reading comics. Ten minutes into the train ride, I feel this, you know, the little burble happen. I'm like, oh, man, this might be a situation where I have to go to the bathroom at their place at some point. It's going to be awkward, but I'll make some yuck yucks and we'll make it work. It's going to be fine. Uh, It subsides, all right? Another 10 minutes, comic, comic, comic. Uh, Burble comes back. Burble's a little bit more upset this time. Wants a little more attention. (laughs) I'm like, okay, all right, well, this might be a situation where I get to North Station. I might have to use the public restroom, you know. It's going to be gross, but I'll deal with it, you know. Um, but I still, uh, in spite of that, decide, you know what? I'm just going to pace. I'm going to pace up and down this, this aisle here just to get it to go away, okay? And it does. goes away. Yeah, no problem. I can make it to North Station. Sit back down, keep reading Why the Last Man or whatever the fuck it was. Then, I think I got it from the library. Very frugal. Um, so then, uh, not even five minutes go by, and Burble, Burble's rip shit. Burble's pissed, <laughs> and Burble comes back. Now, at this point, you might be going, Rob, why didn't you just go to the bathroom on the train? Just use the bathroom that's on the train. And I'll tell you this, it never crossed my mind. <laughs> I never once thought with my fucking 25-year-old lizard brain that there would be a bathroom on a, large, on a mode of transportation that was designed to travel long distances over long periods of time. Never once was I like, oh, yeah, they'll have a bathroom. I was, meanwhile, I was, like, constru- I was like, I might have to stick my ass outside of a moving train <laughs> and crap as it's going 40 miles an hour like some fucking like, Buster Keaton movie. <laughs> you know. That's where I thought I was at. So I'm like, shit, all right, I gotta, I gotta pace again. The pacing worked the last time. Pace, pace, pace. I'm like, all right, I got it. This is gonna, boom! The apocalypse happens in my pants. This was not the, oops. I can't wait to tell everyone about it. This was, this, I, I, I don't wanna get, I don't, I'm gonna try to tell this in a way that's like, oh, that's funny, not horribly graphic. 
but we're all here. There's no, there's no one else coming on after me. Uh, I freeze in my tracks. I say the phrase, oh my God, 40 times in under three seconds. To no one. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I can't believe what's just happened. I look down at my right pant leg. Here we go, guys. I, this is gonna, this is gonna be great. Um, I, I look down, I give it a little shake, a little, little shaky. Folks, it was like someone had snuck up behind me, opened up a can of Fancy Feast cat food. <laughs> And just put it down my... It just fell out, like, fuck, just fucking whiskers. The, guys, it's awful. I get it. Uh, I was there. Uh, it's awful. I then, in some sort of strange, like, primal instinct, immediately fi- look over, see a newspaper, grab it, put it on top of it. Like a cat that's instinctively like, better cover this up, you know, this is... Just my shame. Boom. It's gone. It's gone. I don't have to worry about that again. It's under the Boston Phoenix. <laughs> then, I, I'm like, oh, fuck, fuck. All right, all right, what do I do? So then I, I make my way back towards my seat. I stop about halfway towards my seat, get in that seat, and take my pants off. Take the sock off. That's compromised. Take the underwear off. That's ruined, right? <laughs> Luckily, another newspaper. Boom. Put it right on top of that. Meanwhile... I'm also looking over my shoulder because I don't know if someone's actually going to come into the fucking train car. Like, I don't know if the guy's going to finally come out and be like, I got a ticket. So I'm sitting there, like, constantly, like, looking over my shoulder. And what am I going to do? Like, act like it's somebody walked into the stall? Be like, there's somebody in here, you know? (laughs) But all this guy sees is, like, empty train car and this dude just, like, behind a seat. (laughs) Newspaper that area. Right, just make, just basically creating the most bizarre crime scene known to man. Get to my bag. We won't get into the rest of the details here. Just know I had about like two and a half Kleenex in my backpack that I used to every extent of their ability. Right, I mean just every, just trying to scoop and trying to do whatever. Have to wear pants still. Luckily, these are a dark gray dicky. At the time, I was a big Army Navy surplus shopper. Uh, dark gray dicky pants. So if you only, if you looked really close, you could see like the swath of destruction. But other than that, it was kind of camouflage. <sighs> Now's the moment. We're 10 minutes out from North Station. I have a decision to make. I have to look inward here. And maybe this is the place to mine some sort of uh, fucking, <laughs> some sort of moral of the story or something. I don't know. You guys decide. I'll leave it to you. I sit there and I'm like, all right, this is either the worst thing that's ever happened in my entire life or this is the funniest thing that's ever happened in my life. And it's like people talk about it like in moments of great trauma. You have like, that's your window to enlightenment, right? It happens every once in a while. This happened in this moment. It was just like, I have a decision to make. Like I am in control of my destiny. I chose B. This is the funniest moment of my life, right? Mostly because if I chose A, I'd be an insane person. Uh, I would have broken. So now it's, I got to call this girl who I know is going to pick me up at North Station. And I, I, I guess I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to tell her. Like, you know, I, sometimes I tell the story, people are like, so you got to turn around, right? I was like, no, that didn't occur to me either. <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> then I have to lie, right? 
too Catholic. That's my problem. <laughs> so uh, I call her, and she picks up immediately, of course. She's like, hey, we're both here waiting for you. Uh, I know. I'm like, oh, you're both there, huh? Oh, yeah. We're very excited. This is more formal, probably, than she said. We're, we, we can't wait to see you. Um, she's sending uh, fucking correspondence. No, she's like, uh, we're very excited. Are you, where are you? How, how are you doing? And I'm like, well, I, uh, I shit myself. And she's like, I'm sorry? <laughs> like, I, uh, I shit myself on this train. I shit all over it. It's, it's real bad. And she's like, well, what, do, what do you want me to do? What, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, I, I don't know what you should do. She's like, well, tell me what to do. And it got very heightened, briefly. And then finally it was decided they will go to a nearby sports authority get me some track pants. Just get me anything, right? Cool. Bye. Click. You know. Now we're pulling into the station and I'm looking around. I'm like, God, I feel really bad about this. Again, the guilt. I'm like, I'm going to talk to an MTA employee. I'm going to give him a heads up. I'm not going to say I did it. That's too far. But I should at least tell them, I would, I, you know what? I glanced down the train cars and someone left all these strange burial mounds of newspaper. I don't know what's going on in there. You should have someone check it out. And then, you know, I see a guy. Looks like his day's going great. I see him. I'm like, how are we going to do this? Walk and walk and walk and see him. And I'm like, fuck no. And I go right past him. Bailed. Couldn't do it at all. What are you kidding? No one's going to do that. That's asking too much. I instead go to the bathroom where I get into a stall, only one stall, weird, uh, get in there, do what I think is called a hobo bath, a lot of splishy splashy with the toilet water. Just, toilet water is very clean, hold on. They cycle it through, it's like a dog's mouth. That's what I'm told to make me feel better about this situation, God knows what I got. It, I had flushed it, it wasn't like, oh look at all the, you know, flush it. This is my life, guys. I'm sorry. This is what's happened. Uh, so, splish splash. I hear a guy come in real fast, uh, walking real fast. I heard him, you know, jiggle the, the one stall door that I'm in, and I just hear this, and then him go, oh, God, no. I'm like, not today, sir. I've been through that, you know, and so I immediately, like, zip up. I'm like, I'm not going to let another man suffer my fate. I get up, get out of there, and he goes in there. I've saved a... Not that day for that dude, you know? I'm sure, again, like, to, per pertaining to my original thesis, that'll happen to him at some point. He'll show himself. I just bought him some time. I then uh, go to the car uh, where these women are waiting for me, looking the coolest that anyone has ever fucking looked in their lives. Sunglasses, cigarettes dangling out of their mouths, you know, like they stepped out of like, a Godard movie. They're just like... This stone-faced, holding my friends holding track pants outside of the car window, just like, and I'm walking up like, don't look at me, don't look at me, you know, I grab them, go back, do a little more splash, 
change. I'm about like 85, 90% clean at this point. I feel pretty good about it. Get the track pants on, take my original shitty pants, throw them in the trash. Fuck that, never seen those again in my life. Leave. I go to open the car door and I realize I don't have my wallet. It's in the shit pants. At this point, it's like, fuck, I mean, what else is going to happen? I go back to the bathroom. Now there's a line of gentlemen. I guess a train pulled up in the time that I was gone. It goes past the trash can. Everyone waiting, probably for the one stall. And at this point, it's just like, you know, I just walk up, cut in line, like, hello. (laughs) Pull the wallet out, fucking throw the pants down and leave. I don't know what that looked like to anybody out of context. That guy knows something we don't. (laughs) He's divining wallets. Um, And then uh, got in the car uh, with the ladies. Uh, You know, whatever. At this point, it all goes downhill in terms of uh, interestingness. Uh, They took me. I took a quick shower at their place. No threesome yet. Uh, (laughs) Spoiler, there wasn't a threesome. Uh, There was no sexual activity at all. I don't know. I guess for some reason, shitting your pants is not an aphrodisiac to people. Um, regardless, I had to put on women's jeans uh, to go, yeah. Actually, they fit surprisingly well. And it's made me think ever since then that I've been making the wrong decision. Uh, just lo- you know, low, I had an Iggy Pop thing kind of going on. Anyway, doesn't matter. They were a little too flared. Uh, I go uh, to the Army-Navy surplus store, again in a mall, get, the, get matching gray dickies. We go out, we have a great time. This is pretty much the end of the story. There's an there's a epilogue here uh, where I go home the next day and see my mother. And by, by the way, I called my parents to tell them this. I really leaned into option B here. <laughs> I called them while I was in the car with the girls. I was like, guys, you're never going to get what happened. My dad picks up, not the most uh, humorous gentleman on the face of the earth. He picks up first. I'm like, dad, you're never going to believe what happened. I crap myself on the way to the, to see these girls. And he, there's this pause, and he's just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so he's ashamed of me, he probably has been since that moment. Uh, if I actually, if I didn't do it before, it's shocking. Uh, my mother finds out, I can't remember if I talked to her or not. Anyway, epilogue is, at the house, the next morning, my mother's like, come in here, let's have a talk. <laughs> Very after school special, right? She's like, Sit down next to mommy. You know, so sit down. I'm like, I'm 25, and I don't call you mommy. Um, she's like, next time you go out, just make sure you bring one of these. And it's like a condom commercial. But she fucking pulls out Imodium AD. <laughs> like, just keep this with you whenever. And I still do. In my backpack, little Imodium AD, just in case. You never know when those onions are going to creep up. That's all I fuck. That's it. Thanks, guys. Rob Kirkovich, everybody.
Narrators is produced by me, Aaron Rollman, and Ron Doyle, with help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, Scott Carney, and Sydney Crane. Our music is by Gabby Gutierrez-Reed and Kevin Matthews. Special thanks to our sponsors, Buntport Theatre Company, Illegal Pete's, and Great Divide Brewing Company. We'll be back next week with a new episode. If you're in Denver, please join us for one of our live shows, which take place on the third Wednesday of every month. For more information about the live show or past episodes of this podcast, you can click on the link in our show notes or visit our website, thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening.